listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com. Hey, good morning, church. Today we're going to be continuing our sermon series on listening to God's voice. And for those of you who are new to church, when we say something like listening to God's voice, we don't necessarily mean his audible voice. I've personally never heard God audibly speak to me, although I have heard him speak to me. And what I mean by that is hearing his voice in other ways, through nudges or impressions, thoughts, ideas, and revelation. And last Sunday, we looked at how important it is to be able to distinguish between God's voice and other voices. Because sometimes we have trouble deciphering God's voice from other voices. And I recommended six questions to ask yourself when you're trying to determine if what you're hearing is from God or not. So today, I want to address another aspect of listening to God's voice. What do you do when you can't hear his voice? Now, this question isn't just for veteran followers of Jesus. It's also for those who've maybe never even attempted to listen to God's voice, but but you'd like to learn how. And I'll start by making a confession this morning. There are times in my life when God seems silent. Times when I'm earnestly seeking him, and I just can't hear his voice. Have you ever experienced that? If you have, please type a big fat yes in the comments box so I don't feel like I'm the only one. I read a story this this last week about a journalist who was assigned to cover some news in Jerusalem. And he was staying at an Airbnb close to the Wailing Wall, which many of you know, is one of the most religious sites in the world for Jewish people. And every morning when the journalist walked out of his area and went to work, he would walk by the Wailing Wall. And he saw the same old Jewish man praying there every day. And after several days of seeing this, his investigative juices kicked in, and he approached the man and asked him, how long have you been coming here to pray? I see you praying here every morning. How long have you been doing this? And the old Jewish man told him, I've been coming here every day to pray for over 20 years. So the journalist asked him another question. What does it feel like right here every day for over 20 years? And the old man said to him, well, it feels like I'm talking to a wall. See, I think that we all feel that way sometimes when we pray and when we listen for God's voice, don't we? Even as a pastor, there are times when I don't hear God's voice. And sometimes that can feel a lot. You know, what is happening? Why can't I hear you, God? So what I want to do this morning is share with you six things that I have to do when I can't hear God's voice. And I hope that they can help you when you can't hear God's voice. Okay, so here they are. The very first thing I do when I can't hear God's voice is lean on scripture. One of the things that we can leverage 
when we're having trouble hearing God's voice is to lean on God's written words. In fact, I'd argue that that Scripture is the primary way that God speaks to us. Because through Scripture, He's in a constant state of communication with us. Now, there are three primary ways that I lean on Scripture. One way is I read it broadly, which just means I sit down and read through it like I would a book. I also use something called a daily office, which I have here with me. This uh, provides me with three selected passages of Scripture to read every day. It gives me one passage from the Old Testament, one passage from the New Testament, and one teaching from Jesus. And this resource provides for me a steady, structured time in God's Word. A second way that I lean on Scripture is to engage it deeply. And Abby spoke a few weeks ago about steep in God's Word. And when I hear the word steeping, I picture a tea bag soaking in hot water and somebody just like dunking it up and down in the water. And so when we steep in God's scripture, when we engage it deeply, I just mean that we read it slow. We take a a small piece or part and read it over several times. It's like we're dunking the tea bag, right? And sometimes I read it out loud. Sometimes I meditate on it and even commit it to memory. And often I'll ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate a specific phrase or a word for me to ponder. A third way that I lean on Scripture when I can't hear God's voice is to share Scripture with others. You know, sometimes when I'm sending an email or a text or writing a card for someone, I'll I'll include a Scripture. And, And it's not only as an encouragement to them, but for me to lean on as well. So when I can't hear God's voice, the very first thing I do is lean on her because I know that those are God's words. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So the first thing I do is lean on scripture. The second thing I try when I can't hear God's voice is to do what I already know. To do what I already know. See, when I'm listening for and guidance from God, and I can't hear his voice and don't know what to do, I just do what I already know. Because usually our problem isn't that we don't know what to do, it's that we don't do what we know. So when I'm listening for God's direction and I can't hear his voice, I lean on what I already know. See, I may not know what exact step God wants me to take, but I do know that God wants me to love him with all my heart, soul, and mind. And he wants me to love my neighbor as myself. And you know what? I can do those things. I don't know when God's going to speak directly to me again, but I do know he wants me to seek him and trust him. And I can do those things. So when I can't hear God's voice, I do what I already know. And can I share something else I'm learning? 
sometimes when we're listening for God's voice and not hearing anything, it can be his way of developing us and stretching us. See, you and I can't develop into responsible, competent disciples of Jesus if we're always spoon-fed. Now, that doesn't mean that we're on our own either. Hebrews 13 verse 5 tells us that God will never leave us. But sometime, God throws us the keys and lets us go for a spin. It's one of the ways we learn. It's one of the ways we develop and grow. And so when I can't hear God's voice directing me, I simply hold it before him and confidently go about my life, knowing that he'll direct me when it's time. A third thing I do when I can't hear God's voice is I keep talking. Psalm 88, verse 1 says, O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day. I come to you at night. Now hear my prayer. Listen to my for my life is full of troubles. A few verses later, the psalmist says this in verse 13, O Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. I will keep on pleading day by day. See, sometimes it's the repeated hard conversations with God that bring the breakthrough that we desperately need. Which means this, when you feel isolated and can't hear God's voice, tell God about it. Just keep talking. When you're not hearing his voice and it has you feeling discouraged, tell God about it. Keep talking. When, when you feel like a failure for not being able to hear his voice, tell God about it. Just keep talking. See, sometimes the best thing we can do when we can't hear God's voice is to keep talking. Just tell him about it. Another thing I do when I can't hear God's voice is examine my life. Because our relationship with God is like our other relationships. Sometimes we let things get in the way. And we allow ourselves to grow distant from God through distraction and sin. In fact, Psalm 66, verse 18 says, If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Verse 19 says, But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. See, just like any relationship, confession plays an important role. It plays an important role in hearing God's voice. And confession isn't supposed to be a shameful thing. Romans chapter 2, verse 4, tells us that it's God's loving kindness that leads us to repentance. And so confession and repentance aren't shame-based. They're love-based. They're rooted in restoring and reconciling relationships. And so when I can't hear God's voice, oftentimes I'll examine my life and see if there's anything in the way of my relationship with God that I repent of, that I need to confess. Another thing I'll do when I can't hear God's voice is to remind myself that sometimes silence can be a sign of intimacy. 
Have you ever noticed how when you're with someone that you're comfortable with, you don't feel the need to talk much? I can ride in the car with my family and close friends for hours without the need to say anything. But if I'm in the car with someone I don't know well, I usually feel the need to talk. Why is that? Because sometimes silence is the mark of friendship and intimacy. See, when we can sit with a God who's silent, that's when we know we're his friends. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, God reminds his people to quietly trust him. He says this, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. And so silence can be the sign of a trusting, intimate relationship. It's not always a bad thing, is it? All right, let me give you one last thing I do when I can't hear God's voice. I trust his heart. I choose to remember his unfailing, unwavering love for me. Because we need to remind ourselves from time to time that the main point of listening to God's voice is to grow in a trusting, responsive, interactive relationship with him. It's not about receiving detailed instructions every single day or proving our spiritual worth somehow. Listening to God's voice is about becoming more aware of his presence and trusting that he's with us even when he seems silent. It's about learning how to submit to Christ and developing a relationship with him as his apprentice and his friend. And it's about putting our confidence in the invisible kingdom of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So while our faith can be tested when we can't hear God's voice, that's not always a bad thing. It can be an opportunity for us to grow in our faith and trust in Him. So I hope these six things help you as much as they help me when I can't hear God's voice. Let me quickly just list them again for you. And I want to ask you to select one that you're willing to try the next time you can't hear God's voice. And go ahead, if you would, and type it in the comments box as a declaration of faith. And so here here they are, the six things to try when you can't hear God's voice. Number one, lean on scripture. Lean into God's written word. Two, do what you already know. Three, just keep talking. Keep talking. Four, examine your life. See if there's anything that's a hindrance in your relationship with God. See if there's any sin to confess and repent of. Five, remember that silence can be a sign of intimacy. It's not always a bad thing. And then six, trust his heart. Trust his heart. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we we come before you this morning, sheltered in place, your church scattered and gathered online. And we just confess that when 
we approach seasons and times when we can't hear a voice, it can be very alarming and scary to us, and we get insecure about our relationship with you. But God, I pray that you would encourage our hearts this morning. You would encourage us that when we come into these times when we can't hear your voice, that that we would learn how to lean on Scripture. We would lean into your written words, because those are your words for us. God, also we ask that, that you would help us to do what we already know to do. Sometimes when we can't hear your voice, we get paralyzed. We don't do anything. But Lord, I pray that you would give us the wisdom to do what we already know. And God, give us the confidence to keep talking even when we can't hear your voice. Just to tell you to keep talking. God, I also pray for courage for us to be able to examine our lives when we can't hear your voice. And the reason I say courage is because sometimes it takes a great amount of courage to look into our hearts and our lives and admit our sin and things that we have put above you. So God, give us the courage to confess those things and to repent of those things and to leave them before you. God, I also ask that you would help us to remember that silence at times can be a sign of intimacy. It's not always a bad thing. And lastly, God, would you give us the ability, would you enable us to trust your heart when we can't hear your voice, to trust your heart when we can't see your hand? Lord, we're so grateful that you are a Father, a Heavenly Father, who is in constant communication with us, even when, we, even when you seem silent. God, we're so grateful to have a loving Father such as you. So we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. 